Welcome into the Alligator Sports Podcast. As usual, I am your host, Michael Hall, and we have a great show for you today featuring Henry Huber. He is the main football writer for the student newspaper at LSU. So obviously, we're going to break down everything you need to know about the Florida LSU game this Saturday in the swamp, prime time, under the lights, Tom Petty Day. It will be epic. Um, so we talk all of that with him, talk Brian Kelly, LSU's loss to Tennessee, just we get into all of it. Um, so make sure to listen to that, as well as a recap of everything that happened last week in Gator Sports and a preview of what's to come. Let's ride. Taking a look back at the last week in Florida Athletics, um, the Gators football team took down Missouri 24-17 in the Swamp on homecoming. Um, Defensive back Jadon Hill had to be the MVP. He had two interceptions, including a pick six. And running back Montreal Johnson had eight carries for 86 yards and a touchdown to help UF secure their first SEC win of the season. Florida Volleyball continued its successful campaign Um, knocking off Tennessee in Knoxville and LSU in Gainesville to move to 13-3 on the year. Finally, Florida soccer continues to struggle, losing to both Arkansas and Missouri and falling to just 2-11 on the season. And now, here's my interview with Henry Huber. Henry, thank you so much for joining the Alligator Sports Podcast. Really appreciate you taking a few minutes to kind of talk some Florida LSU with me. Of course. Yeah, no, I'm happy, I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously this game Saturday, sort of one of the biggest games of the year every year, whether it's in Baton Rouge or Florida. I remember last year I drove from Gainesville to Baton Rouge to cover the eventual Florida loss. Uh, even though it was an 11 a.m. kick, I was still just blown away by Death Valley. Um, and so hopefully we get another good game on Saturday. Um, obviously, a nighttime game in the swamp. It'll it'll be exciting. That, that will be fun. I'm, I'm hoping for the same, especially after last week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah. And since you brought up last week, we can just start there. Um, tough, tough loss for, for your Tigers. Um, 40 to 17, obviously to Tennessee, they entered the week ranked 25 in the country. How do you think this team under new head coach, Brian Kelly, who we'll get into in a minute as well. How do you think they can respond after a loss like that, especially going into a stretch that includes obviously Florida Saturday, and then a top 10 matchup with Ole Miss and then another top five matchup with Alabama right after that. Yeah, uh, I mean, the big thing, uh, like one of the most prominent parts from that Tennessee loss was uh, the special teams mistakes and, and miscues. Uh, they had the, you know, obviously the big one was the fumble on the opening kickoff, which is a huge mistake against a team like Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. Um, other than that, I mean, uh, 
God, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> I know um, uh, it's it's uh, unfortunate, but uh, the uh, the LSU secondary has has been without uh, their their vocal leader and one of their more prominent stars and Major Burns. So uh, his his replacement, uh, like uh, the secondary since since he went out has 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 struggled. I mean, they gave up. They gave up uh, uh, over 200 passing yards in the first half against Auburn, who was known for passing the ball. So um, I think one of the keys is going to be getting it together. Uh, uh, I mean, they they don't have as much as, uh, of a challenge as um, as Tennessee was, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, run games getting going. Uh, Jay and Daniels uh, needs to um be a little more comfortable and confident uh with uh, the playbook and just you know um trusting his receivers to make big plays because they have a, a very good uh, receiving room sorry if that was convoluted but no, there, yeah, there's, there's 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 a lot to touch on that's a that's a very uh weighted question yeah absolutely i mean and then you touched on Jaden daniels a little bit I mean, he's let, he leads the team, obviously, in passing, but also in rushing. Uh, what does he really do well and kind of what have you seen him improve? Has he improved on anything as the season has gone on? And what would you like to see him improve on as we get into the back half of the season? Okay, yeah, no, I feel like uh, the most impressive thing uh, is his ability to, you know, make something out of nothing. Uh, he, I mean, he he finds ways to get out of trouble, um, like, uh, very impressively and um, can turn uh, a sure sack into, uh, like, 10 to 15-yard rush. So that's that's big. And that's one of the primary reasons I think they uh, they started him. Was because uh, him and um, the backup Nussmeyer, um, pretty similar in terms of um, in terms of arm and uh, well, I, like uh, Daniels also has the decision making maturity. But um, I other than uh, other than that, what I'm what I'm impressed with is decision making. Um, his uh, junior year with Arizona State, he. Um, he, he uh, went 10, 10 and 10, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, um, was, was making uh, um, inerrant throws, you know, uh, making mistakes. And I think he's corrected that, which ties into what he, what he needs to improve on, what I touched on earlier, which it, uh, it seems like he's a bit too conservative. Um, I, I think... Uh, he hasn't uh, been able to build um, like too much trust with his re receivers, which is concerning. And I mean, being that it's six games in, that's something that um, we would definitely like to see improve over here. Uh, that, that would be the big thing, uh, that and overall comfort. I know uh, the Auburn game, uh, people point at his, his stats and that, and he does have the excuse in that one of uh, he he played with a it's a Berkusak, bursitis something like that in his in one in one of his knees uh, so he was playing through pain and I do understand that that uh, performance but uh, yeah that's the big thing his his stats and efficiency are, are solid you know 
200 passing yards per game, uh, leads the team in rushing, like you said. Uh, like, uh, he can definitely get it together, has the, has the talent, but we'll have to wait and see if he can build those relationships with his receivers. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, he's been very efficient throwing the ball. I mean, just one interception all season. Yeah. Um, the rest of the offense around him, like you said, he needs to kind of develop some some rapport with the receivers. Yeah. Um, as LSU has been kind of just mediocre across the board in the SEC in terms of offensive statistics. They're ranked eighth in both yeah. points and yards per game. What hasn't clicked? Is it the rushing? Is it just timing with receivers for Daniels? And how can that change again as we enter a rough stretch um, for LSU, to put it lightly? I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the His, I want to say, um, play calling is, is big. Uh, 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 Mike Denbrock, our off, uh, LSU's offensive coordinator, is – uh, I mean, he, he uh, his call is play calls tend to take too long to develop. I think that's one one of the primary reasons uh, the team's struggling to consistently move the ball. I mean, when the team looks great, they look they look great. Uh, and talk about Florida State, where they they almost uh, scored fourteen points in the last four minutes to to catch up. They also, I mean, not to mention they got together. Uh, in the second half of Mississippi State, but um, I think the uh, the big thing is just uh, getting a uh, is slow starts. And they're 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 not able to score early on, and that's uh, it keeps the it keeps them from obtaining momentum. It, it puts the puts the um, the stress on the on the defense. So uh, slow starts. Um, uh, what, I don't know. I, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's slow starts and play calling, I would say. And that, what I was talking about earlier with Daniels. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you mentioned um, the Mississippi State game, which was a massive victory for absolutely. Mississippi State, who's now 16th in the country. And people are thinking, hey, could they knock off Alabama and LSU? I mean, took it to them 31 to 16. Um, but then you have games like the Auburn game where they barely squeak by a poor Auburn team and they lose to FSU and obviously get blown out by Tennessee. This seems kind of in Jekyll and Hyde this year. How can the boat kind of kind of steady out? Um, obviously going up against a Florida team that has also had its fair share of up sure. and downs. You think about the Utah game, knocking off yeah. the top 10 team and then losing to Kentucky the next week and almost losing to USF the week after that. Um, so I can definitely relate to covering a team yeah. that has also been a little rocky. So how can LSU like kind of kind of steady the waters? I think, um, yeah, I mean, the teams are obviously in very uh, similar situations, both sporting uh, first year head coaches. And it makes sense that it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster. So um, I think uh, I think overall uh, confidence is a, is a big thing. I think after the uh, the the Auburn with uh, Auburn win where they really scraped by it, uh, probably a bit detrimental there. Um, overall, I mean, uh, I I touched on slow starts, but um, offensive consistency, uh, consistently moving the ball um, more effectively. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I touched touched on a lot of things they they could improve, but 
Let me think. Uh, I think uh, I think the, the other thing would be would be um, uh, just def- uh, I'd say I'd say defensively they um, they they just uh, they definitely have to have to start off better. It was just the same story as the offense. Uh, I mean, granted, they were they were um, dealt a, a, a tough. Um, you know, they 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 had, uh, they had a, a tough situation early on in that Tennessee game with the with the, with the special teams um, mistakes, giving Tennessee good uh, good field position. But um, I yeah no um, what could I say? I don't know. I I think I think I I, I touched on everything. Uh, but I mean I don't know. No, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a lot of the same stuff for Florida, just consistency on offense. You look at yeah, Anthony Richardson, who week one looked like a Heisman candidate, and then since then he's kind of kind of fallen off a little bit, and he looked great against Tennessee, yeah. and then he kind of came back down to earth against Missouri. Um, so I think consistency from the quarterback position, from the receivers, I feel like these teams are in very similar situations, which you mentioned both first-year head coaches, obviously Billy Napier coming from Louisiana to Gainesville. A lot of people thought he might go to LSU, but LSU opted with the splash hire of Brian Kelly. Um, How has Kelly's first year under or as head coach of LSU, how do you think that's kind of gone so far? What has kind of been the fans' reaction? Because obviously four and two is a quote-unquote a slow start for LSU fans who are probably expecting a national championship within like three years um, because Kelly has obviously won at Notre Dame a ton. Um, so how do you think his the start to his tenure has gone? I think I mean considering LSU's uh, the expectation was that they would they would go seven and five. Uh, I, I think they're they're on good track. Uh, of course after the the Tennessee blowout the fans reaction was you know not so good already seeing people uh, calling for his job six games in with a four and two record with a team that I mean it was it was gutted prior to him coming here um, I, I I honestly think he's he's been impressive to start I, uh, I don't I don't uh, see I don't see anything that would indicate uh, concern i mean right off the bat he was he, he was very uh, very effective in recruiting and um since then i've um i, I mean you know i'm, I'm optimistic uh, generally but it's it's too early to definitely too early to call first job um I, I think um i think he's i think he'll do fine yeah i agree i think he'll i think he'll end up being great and i think this kind of rivalry that you're going to see between Kelly and Napier, I think could turn into something pretty special um, because I think Napier is in the same boat as Kelly where both teams are kind of expect to be like in that eight and four, seven and five range. Which they're both on pace for um, Napier got a little bit of a slow start in recruiting, but really ramped it up. Um, so I think these two teams are in very similar situations, which kind of brings us to the game itself. Um and then I want to talk about the defensive side of the ball for LSU and kind of what Florida fans who are listening should expect from that. Um, kind of what are their strengths? What does the defense do well? And kind of where do you think Florida's offense could try to expose it a little bit? 
Yeah, um, that second one I'll, I'll touch on first because uh, I, I, I touched on it briefly earlier. I think um, uh, opening the season, the secondary was was great. Um, I mean, they they've held uh, they, they held uh, Will Rogers, I believe, to under 200 passing yards. Uh, I, I would have to look, but uh, very, uh, I mean, you, you look at Will Rogers' uh, stat line and there's a there's an outlier at that LSU spot. But uh, once they they uh, once they uh, they lost uh, Major Burns, their their starting safety, who's uh, uh, he was projected to be out for I want to say five to six weeks after the New Mexico game. Um, that's two two or three weeks back. Uh, but uh, that's where uh, that's where I think they'll be exposed. Um, the some of the cornerbacks. Um, got burned on a few occasions against uh, the very proficient uh, receiving room of, of Tennessee. Uh, um, Hyatt, Hyatt was the, the main contributor there. I'm sure you all, you're familiar. Very. But, uh, <laughs> but in terms of strengths, um, the defensive line is, is, is big, even, even after losing uh, Mason, Mason Smith uh, to, uh, you know, season ending, torn ACL in the in the, uh, the first quarter of the first game. Uh, Makai Wingo has filled in very nicely, uh, very proficient against the run. Um, and the, the the two edges, um, being Ali Gay and BJ Ojolari, uh, should help the, the the pass defense that, that struggled against Tennessee. Um, it should, uh, there should be. I think the main concern for Florida fans would be would be pass pass rush, and I mean, who knows? Maybe this the the secondary has good pieces. They uh, they they're just they're just dealing with a uh, you know tough transition, losing uh, their vocal leader after a few games. So yeah, that's yeah, strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it'll be a battle in the trenches and a battle of strength on strength because Florida obviously kind of prides itself this season on running the ball. Napier is a run first coach. He was big time at Louisiana. Yeah. That hasn't changed since he got to Gainesville. Um, so that'll be an interesting matchup to watch, especially with the Florida running back room that is really impressed this year. Um, yeah. We'll see if Anthony Richardson carries the ball more than he has. Um, he started to run a little more against Missouri, but it's been interesting because his biggest strength is his athleticism um has lsu played a quarterback with the level of athleticism that richardson has and how do you think they can kind of contain him i believe um i believe uh, jordan travis um is... and obviously obviously hendon hooker i, yeah, I was i was, yeah, I was no, just like yeah, i was I, he's a different level than most of these guys yeah. um so yeah. continue about jordan travis uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Travis, uh, I feel like they they contained well uh, in terms of running the ball, but um, that that was that was a surprising game because we weren't expecting Travis to to come out and throw it as proficiently as he did. Um, in terms of uh, you know holding running athletic quarterbacks back, uh, I, I think the the more indicative game would be the Tennessee one where uh, uh, Hooker was able to break off some 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 solid runs um that's I mean that's that's hard to predict uh, but 
I think they, um, I, I think with, with, with the edge and uh, a solid linebacker group, uh, they, they, they should do a good job of containing them. I imagine that's what the overall game plan is. Uh, granted, I haven't been, uh, you know, haven't been around the press conference uh, with because of studying. But and obviously, we're not in the meeting rooms, so we don't know the exact yeah, game yeah, plans. Yeah, we can just do our best and, and guess what we think is going to happen. Yeah, of course. Uh, if you have to pick an X factor in this game, that's not either of the quarterbacks. So not Jaden Daniels, not Anthony Richardson. Uh, who do you think it would be on the LSU side, either offense, defense, maybe even special teams? Just one guy who Gator fans should keep their eye on on Saturday. Um, so before I answer that, uh, how uh, I haven't looked at the stats recently. How how good is Florida's rush defense? It's been up and down. Um, okay. It really depends on the health of Ventrell Miller. Um, the linebacker and he is healthy. He played against Missouri and just racked up every tackle imaginable. He was all over the field and has been all year. Um, but then he didn't play against USF and UF got gashed for, I believe 200 yards on the ground, 286 yards. So almost 300 yards on the ground, getting up to USF. Um, but it's been different since Ventrell has been healthy because you get, he's like, um, like the vocal leader that LSU is missing. Florida has that in Miller. Um, I believe they're giving up 213 yards a game on the ground. So still a decent portion. That is decent. Yeah. Um, so it's been inconsistent, I think is the yeah, best. Course, yeah. I think um, this, this um, we'll like, we'll have to see, but uh, uh, Josh Williams got the, uh, got the starting nod with um, uh, Armani Goodwin being, being heard for, um, for a few weeks. And he, he played pretty well against Tennessee, who's um, who's more known for their uh, their run defense than pass defense for sure. Uh, so Josh Williams would be one. Uh, I'd also keep an eye out for uh, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. He's um, him him along with Malik Neighbors have have been the receivers that have kind of broken out a bit in terms of uh, like if I had to name a few that. Uh, I could see Daniels trusting more in the near future. It would be those two. And I mean, uh, you want you want me to name like a defensive one or? Yeah, you can if you have one. I'd say Makai uh, M- M- Gardner, um, the cornerback. He's um, he's a, he's a, a, a bruiser, heavy hitter, but also very proficient uh, in um, in coverage. So I mean. Uh, on that and that on that side of the ball, that would be like not naming anyone obvious, you know, like Greg Greg Brooks Jr., who has been has been the uh, primary defensive uh, talking point uh, in terms of positivity uh, throughout the last few weeks. I mean, he uh, Greg Brooks Jr. had the the game winning strip against. Uh, against Auburn if 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 you are unfamiliar but yeah that those are those would be the I guess four play four players to watch out for four x factors yeah awesome and then uh my last question here before I let you go really appreciate the uh the time um do you have a prediction for the game Vegas has this as a two and a half point spread uh favored for Gainesville but or for Florida because it's in because it's in Gainesville so basically a coin flip that's kind of how I see it 
I still haven't made up my mind on which way this game will go. I'm leaning Florida right now just because of the swamp advantage. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm I'm on this. I'm I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, granted, I'll I will name a prediction, but uh, if you happen to check out our our uh, staff predictions at the end of the week, don't be surprised if if it's different. I say um uh, I say field goal game. Uh, Florida takes it 27-24. That that'll be that'll be what I say. I think uh, think once again LSU is going to struggle struggle to get it and get it done out the gate. Uh, uh, maybe um, big player two gives Florida an early lead going into the half, and um, I think Napier is would be able to um, do a much better job than um, than Harson did um, um, against Auburn or you know for Auburn against LSU. So twenty seven twenty four, um, Florida takes it. Okay, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to be right around there too with my official prediction that I haven't haven't quite uh, hammered out yet. Uh, Henry, really appreciate you joining the program. Uh, if you want, really quickly to just shout out your Twitter, your social handles. Where can where can people find you and read your stuff? I appreciate it. Um, so Twitter would be would be primary. I uh, I, I post all my articles on there. It's uh, simply. Uh, Henry Huber underscore with the H is capitalized and um, Huber is spelled H U B E R. I'm they, they'll they'll see it, but <laughs> I, I I appreciate the time. Uh, thank thank you. Yeah, and, all right. Appreciate it, Henry. No problem. Um, thank you. Peace. Once again, big thank you to Henry for hopping on the podcast. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Henry Huber underscore. Make sure to read his stuff. Um, follow him for the LSU side of things of Saturday's contest, which leads us perfectly into our preview for the week. We will start in the swamp. LSU coming to town. Tom Petty Day, 7 p.m. ESPN. It'll be a great game. Big rivalry. Two new head coaches, Billy Napier, Brian Kelly, going at it for most likely the first of many back and forths between the two. Women's tennis competes in the ITA regionals in Atlanta starting today. That Now that you're listening to this on a Thursday instead of a Wednesday, they start competing today and they will compete all the way through Tuesday. Uh, Florida volleyball will travel up to Mississippi State to take on the Bulldogs on Friday and Saturday. And Florida soccer will travel up to Lexington to play Kentucky on Sunday. And finally, uh, men's and women's cross country will travel all the way to College Station to take part in the Aruro Barrios invite. That's our show. Um, really appreciate you, everyone who listened. Um, and we will see you next week. Take care. The opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the alligator.